Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. Have you ever experienced a long time illness with a loved one that the end result was going to be death? Hi, I'm Tammy Becker. I'm the founder of YOU Ministries, and I am the Gospel Girl. And we are going to talk today about God's work versus our work. And the reason I ask right off the bat, if you've ever experienced that, when someone, a family member or a very close friend is dealing with an illness that is going to result in death, And the reason I ask this is because we sometimes take an inner look at ourselves when others are faced with that ultimate line in the sand, that finish line, so to say, that they're heading towards. They know their destination. It reminds us that We are all going to die someday. We start dying from the day that we are born. But are we ready and are we prepared? And have we been doing what God intended for us to do here on earth during the time he's given us here? That's a huge question because there's been times in my life when I just walk along the path when I was younger and God, I've been a Christian since seven, but I wasn't always probably doing exactly what God wanted me to do. I would pick and choose or I would say things like, I'm going to do this for the Lord. I'm going to do that for the Lord. I'm going to volunteer for this at church. I'm going to volunteer for that. How many of you as young Christians, when you were younger, or maybe you're a young Christian now, have done that? Oh, I want, I am on fire for the Lord. I want to, I'm going to volunteer for the nursery duty. I'm going to volunteer for lighting duty. I'm, I'm going to teach youth group. I'm going to get on the choir You go all out and then your life becomes so busy that you're missing the whole point. Because God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And just because we're doing something for the Lord doesn't always mean that's where he wants us. There have been many times I have had to step out of roles 
with people in the church very upset with me, but I overextended myself. Now, moms, we know that we do this. We often take care of everything in the house, the children, all the appointments, the sports. And nowadays, let's face it, one income isn't enough for most of us. We just can't make it on one income. So unfortunately, instead of being homemakers, we have to work. If you're lucky enough, you get to work at home. But then that brings other struggles. So my question that we're going to dive into is, are you living in your purpose? Are you doing God's work or are you doing your work? What do I mean by God's work? The Holy Spirit guides us in our life. If you're a Christian and you've accepted that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and you've accepted that he will forgive our sins from dying on the cross, and you let the Holy Spirit come into your life, he's going to guide you. But sometimes we can push them aside and just do our own thing. And that is not what God wants us to do at all. And sometimes we think things are happening to us because, well, we don't recognize that we're doing things that's not in God's will or that we really haven't given it to the Lord and prayed about it for him to show us what he actually wants us to do. So, yes, you could be, I'm doing this for the Lord, or you could be, Lord, what is it that you want me to do for you? What is my purpose here on earth? What am I supposed to do? Please guide me, send the Holy Spirit. Show me the way. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Now, I brought up death at the beginning because death is our final destination unless, of course, tribulation starts to happen, then God's going to take those of us that are his church up and meet us up in the sky. We're going to meet him in the clouds. If we're so lucky to escape death and get to fly up to the clouds and be with Jesus, that would be so awesome. But not all of us are going to do that. Maybe none of us that are in this time in 2021 are going to get to do that. We don't know because we don't know the time that Jesus is coming back to get his church. It says nobody will know the time. So when we are faced with loved ones in a situation when they're facing death, it often helps us to reflect on our own purpose and our own mortality. My brother, Kenny, I loved him so much. He was seven years older than I was. I was 19 when I was told that he had cancer. I didn't know what all cancer meant at 19 or what was going to transpire with his cancer. But I know that the cancer itself 
is a horrible thing to watch along the way. And I know that seeing him go from a normal, healthy person to skin and bones was the hardest thing a 19-year-old could have experienced was watching their beloved brother go through that. When Kenny was diagnosed with the cancer, the very first thing that they did was take a large grapefruit-sized tumor out of his leg, and they said, well, you're probably never going to walk, be able to walk again. Well, you know, he had faith, and he prayed about it, and he was able to walk. He did have a cane, but he was able to walk. But as far as his spirituality, I don't remember a lot about where he was at a Christian before his cancer. I just know about his walk with the Lord once he had cancer. You see, my brother was probably what you would call back then a hippie, you know, a pot smoker. <laughs> he had a band. He played in a band. It was called the Nick of Time. And he had a beautiful voice. He just loved playing his guitar. And he loved being in that band. And I loved listening to him sing. And I loved hearing when he was living in Arizona, him practice. But at this point, he was in, back in California. And he was playing with his band, the Nick of Time. He was still playing during the time for a little while while he had the cancer. I remember going, I was a little bit pregnant at the time and went to see him. And my sister Patty, who also lives in California, says, well, we know the owner of the bar where he's playing. Now, I wasn't old enough at the time. But I wanted to go here and play and I wanted to see him. So they took me and I got to see him play there in California because I was living in Arizona. So that was a true treat for me. And of course, we got to visit and whatnot. Then he would come over during his battle in the early stages and visit us in Arizona. And I remember him talking about the Lord and that he took an old Johnny Cash song and he rewrote the words to be a Christian song. And it kind of went like, um, Jesus is my savior. He's the only one I know. He stays with me both day and night and everywhere I go. I once was an awful sinner until Jesus took control. Now I'm free from all my burdens and heaven's where I plan to go. Now I spread the good news everywhere I go. Let Jesus be your savior and save your sinning soul. I once was an awful sinner and Jesus took control. Now I'm free from all my burdens and heavens where I plan to go. I still remember those words. I still remember the tune. It was so much fun to hear him sing that and talk about the Lord. And this was a new side that I really hadn't remembered seeing before. 
But I could see that the Holy Spirit was working in him. I could see that he had a bright light and the change. And I don't know when you, when you meet people, like I know, like I can see a difference in a Christian versus a non-Christian. There's just something brighter about him and something happy about him versus the one that doesn't have that in their life. They seem to have just a little bit of torment on their face or just a different look or something about them. But he had that brightness and that cheeriness and the, the things of the Lord. So I remember that they were going to have a benefit for Kenny, but I had my baby by this time. So I wasn't able to go to the benefit in California. And so he thought he was actually him and his band were going to play for someone else's benefit, but it turned out that they surprised him. He was playing for his own benefit and they raised enough money for him to take a vacation to Jamaica. And he loved that trip so much. So, you know, fast forward a little bit and here, you know, he's farther along with his cancer, but he's still loving the Lord and still doing and speaking about the Lord and what he's done in the life and reminding everybody about our father that has been the matriarch in our whole big family tree of Christians and just giving the glory to God, no matter what the outcome. So he ended up, you know, declining as many people with cancer do, unfortunately. And my sister Patty became his caregiver and she had a very caring heart and a caring home and took him in because he didn't want to live out, you know, his days in the hospital. So one day we got a call and they said that we should get over there because Kenny, one of the tumors, they needed to go in for surgery and take this tumor out of his mouth because it was obstructing his breathing. And it was quite a large tumor and it was keeping his mouth open. So we went over from Arizona to California and I wasn't expecting what I was going to see. So I walked in the room and I saw my brother or what appeared to be my brother sitting there laying in the bed. It just looked like he was about 50 pounds. It just looked like there were bones with maybe some skin on it. And that's about it. But what happened was, is I ran out of the room. I just couldn't bear to look at him. So I ran out of the room and my sister Patty ran after me. And so it's, I was bawling. I was bawling. He looked horrible. And I just was beside myself and crying. And my sister says, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but just wipe your tears and go in and tell him you're there. Tell him you love him. You need to do it before he goes to surgery. So I mustered up the courage to do that. And I just 
went in and of course, you know, I still have tears in my eyes, but I just hug him and I tell him I love him. And he said, it's okay. He mumbled. It sounded like it said it was okay, but I don't really know. I'm assuming and I'm hoping that's what he said. But anyway, they pulled, it was time for him to go into surgery. So they, they pulled him out and pulled him away from us. And of course, you know, we all prayed and stayed and waited for him to come back in. So as they pulled him back for his surgery and wheeled him away, we all stayed out and prayed and just gave it to the Lord. And so after he did survive that surgery and he came back out and once he finally woke up and we were allowed to go in and see him, we, we went in to see him. And then something very special came out from his mouth. He looked at all of us and he said, I was just visiting with the Lord. I was playing my guitar for the Lord in heaven. And he allowed me to come back to tell you to stop praying for me to stay around. That my work on earth is done. Two weeks later, my brother died. And on his tombstone, we have playing for the Lord. I'll tell you, it's quite obvious what he was doing in those last days of his life. He was working for the Lord by those, that very simple statement. And the Lord granted us grace in knowing that he was going to heaven and that his work was done. He had done what he was put on the earth for, and he was going home to his glorious heavenly home in the sky with our Savior. How wonderful is that? How comforting was that? Of course we didn't want him to die. But after that, after the Lord granted us that peace to let him go, we were able to let him go. Not many people get that special blessing from the Lord. Wow. It was amazing, my friends. It was so amazing. So again, I'm asking you, what are you doing? What are you doing today? Are you in a workplace? And are you living in purpose? What the Lord wants you to do? Because you can be in a place of business and still have a purpose outside of that workforce. But are you living that purpose, the purpose God intended for you to live? Or are you just doing for the Lord? Or are you doing nothing at all? Friends, we're here for a reason. We're not here to build an empire for ourselves. We're not here to 
have the most material things or live better than the Joneses. We are here with purpose and our purpose is to glorify God, to spread his gospel, to show people the way to heaven because that path is narrow to eternal life. And not many, it says, are going to make that path. It says in the end days, the Bible says that about a third of the church left on earth will actually make it to heaven. So, my friends, I'm asking you today, if you're having trouble discerning what your purpose is, give it to God. Turn your prayers over to God and let Him in. And if you don't know Jesus, get in your Bible. Send us a message, an email. Get on our website. We'll walk you through the steps I have a statement of faith, and at the end of it on my website, YOU Ministries, I tell you how to accept Jesus into your heart. All you got to do is ask Him. Just say, come into my heart. And He will. He will. And ask Him to forgive your sins. That's all you have to do. And have faith. So if you're looking for your purpose, if you need help or guidance, I have my membership program. It's a mentorship program, Christian mentorship program, and there's a wait list. Get on that. I will be glad to help you on your walk. This is the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker, and I hope to see you back next Thursday for our next episode. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's y-o-u-ministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace.